Welcome to the Goddess Gathering Podcast. Tilda, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Good to see you both. It's great to connect with you again. Hi, Lori. Please let me know if I am jumping in and out. I'm actually outside today doing this call, so I'm not on Wi-Fi, and I'm sure hoping that it works. Well, I think that's perfect for our topic today, Debbie, about creating balance. So I think that that's perfect with you spending more time outside. So that's actually one of the things that came up for me a lot in preparing for today. Yeah, Lori, I just did a live inside of the Empowering You community and showed people where my office was today because, and we can get into a deeper conversation, but I sat there a half hour ago, I got called out to the field to help with an emergency. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm preparing for this call. Isn't that interesting? And then I you know, went through the two minute spiral of why can't people just honor my time? And then I giggled. And I got outside and it was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. What a blessing to be outside. And I went and did my duty with the guys and and helped them out. And then I thought, I'm not going back to that house. This is the reminder of what the blessing is life and why I do what I do so that I can enjoy all of our farm and everything that we have. So, and I just wanted to say that, that Again, thank you for setting the intention of this conversation because it's already helped me in so many ways. Oh, that's awesome. So welcome everyone to today's conversation. We are going to talk about how to create and maintain our balance, which is awesome. And I agree, Debbie, this is a very timely conversation for myself as well. I think I was tremendously helped just in preparing for today. So things are already working out perfectly. And Today, we're going to discuss, again, our own experiences with how we maintain and create our own balance in our lives, and as well as what we've learned on our own journeys with being mentors, coaches, and healers as well. So we have lots of gems and nuggets to share with you all today on this topic. And for those of you who are new and don't know us, we'll do quick introductions, just so you have an idea of who we are. And then we're going to dive deep into this conversation today. So I'll start off. I am Lori McMurphy. I am a channel and I offer private channeled sessions and a monthly group channeled Q&A call through my website, lorimcmurphycoaching.com. And I'll pass it over to you, Matilda, and then to you, Debbie, as well, to do your introductions. Thank you, Lori. And hello, everyone. So good to see you all. Yes, I'm Matilda and I'm from, uh, I live in Denmark currently. I'm from Denmark. And I'm a healer and energy intuitive coach, and I assist people in living their highest potential and really unleash themselves from the past, past hurt and memories and trauma, and really start living their life to the full. So that is what I do uh, by channeling the goddesses uh, also, which we started these groups out with. But now we are just the live goddesses, Laurie, Debbie, and myself, and this is so fun and enjoyable. Yeah, we'll send it over to Debbie. I've been on Clubhouse for quite some time. Uh, I When I joined Clubhouse and Connections and um, Abundance through Clubhouse for quite some time. And Matilda asked me to help her with the goddess gathering. And that has evolved into us each recognizing and stepping up in our own goddess spirits and 
showcasing this to the world. And I just love the evolution of how things happen and how they were always meant to be, even if our human brain and I couldn't see it. It was always happening and being orchestrated for us. So I just want to welcome everybody to the room and for you to know that we now have a Facebook community there you can join and we can continue these conversations in a deeper manner as well we can connect and hear from you on what type of topics you want to hear about. Back to you, Lori, let's get this conversation started. Awesome. Yes, I'm so excited for the community that we've created for this. There is a link at the top if you're interested in joining that community. Um, I'm sure we'll go into this even more deeper into this conversation, but it's a wonderful place that you can go to meet like-minded soul family. And we had the inspiration after doing these conversations for a while that, hey, why don't we just create a one-stop shop place where people can go to connect out further with like-minded souls. And so this really is a passion project for the three of us. And we have created an online community now together. So I think that is so exciting. And we are talking about striking a balance in all areas of your life. And this is very relevant to all three of us and probably to every person who will listen to this because it is something that applies to everyone. It's part of having a human life experience. And so I also want to mention that we can and will take questions. So if you have any questions during this conversation or an area that you want to explore deeper, go ahead and put it in the chat function for us, or you can raise your hand and we will go into any areas that you want to explore deeper. So this really is an interactive live conversation. And so that's part of the fun of having these on Clubhouse. And so I'm going to just start off and kind of dive into this. And I want to say that oftentimes in our lives, we can feel like we are constantly juggling. It's a juggling act for everyone between work and home and money and our health and all of our relationships. And creating and maintaining our balance within all of these areas really is a learning process. And that's why this is so fun to have this conversation together because it is, it's a learning process for all of us. And if we can share the tips and tricks and tools that have worked well for us, that just might offer something to others that is really a value or benefit from us to all of you. And also that we have the opportunity to learn from each other. So I'm really looking forward to having this interactive conversation because I think that there's probably going to be tips and tricks that I haven't even considered. And so I'm really looking forward to that again, going deeper with everyone in this conversation. So, and another really important thing to mention, in addition to it being a learning process, is that from time to time, we might find that we've accidentally tipped the balance too far in one direction and that we'll have to rebalance things again. And so it's not like you hit that balance and you are good to go forevermore. It really is a constant little correcting, little adjustments, little rebalancing and awareness, awareness of when that balance is in place and when it's starting to lean one way or another way too much. And so what our personal balance is and what that will look like for us is going to be unique to everyone. And it's going to look different in your own life, even from season to season. And so I know for me, I'm always reworking that balance. I have a three-year-old and that balance 
changes a lot, especially with little kids. I've found that you just get something working in an imbalance and then it changes again. And so I feel like I'm constantly working my own balance and it is unique and it will continue to be unique for all of us. And so it's definitely something worth doing because I have found in my own life and in the lives of many others that I've worked with that really maintaining our balance is essential for our happiness and well-being. And the really amazing thing is the more balanced we feel within ourselves, the more peaceful and free we also feel in our lives. And so it's really a fantastic thing to discuss and to ponder and to consider in our lives. And so I want to say also that a really great question for us to start out with today is just to consider what would a balanced life look like to me? And just to ask yourself that question and let any images or mind movies or thoughts that occur to you just to come up, just to ask yourself that question and to ask it randomly. <laughs> I want to say randomly through your day and throughout your life, just to ask yourself, what would a balanced life look like to me? And once you've got the answers to this, once you have those ideas or visions that pop up in your mind, you really already have that blueprint vision for what a balanced life would look like for you. And with this, you can begin to make small adjustments over time to align the life that you currently have with this new vision of your life being more balanced. And so it really is fun when we ask these questions because the answers seem to arise within us just by asking the questions. And so that really is a wonderful place to start with this conversation. And I really do invite you all to play with that question and let those answers bubble up within you. And then you really can go about it slowly making small changes over time. And that's great because it really does make it manageable and easy. It helps you to really find what works and feels best for you in this season of life. Because again, it really is a learning process. And with the small adjustments, we can make those like minor tweaks and adjustments and corrections over time. And that really does give me that image in my mind of riding a bike or driving a car. And so you can be on the road and on the way to where you want to be going, but it's always gonna have those little tweaks, those little adjustments, those little corrections to keep you on the road. To where you want to end up and so i really adore the idea of taking it slow and just letting it be small shifts like what if i tried this or what if i do this for a while and see how it feels and then just let the process unfold for you and so i'm going to pass it over to you debbie first and then to matilda and you can share anything or add anything that you would like to this part of the conversation um, maybe something about the vision of what a balanced life looks like for you or anything else that comes up that you'd like to add. Well, it was really interesting that as soon as you asked that question, which the power of questions is so amazing, as soon as you asked that question, a vision and a feeling popped into my mind. And the vision was me sitting on a lounge chair, you know, like by a pool. And the feeling was I just sunk into it. I just allowed myself to just enjoy the moment. And that actually is really rare for me. And I know why that vision came up is because even when I have time to relax, and we all have time, it's a choice. But even when I have an opportunity, I always feel like I'm jumping, like there's something I need to be doing. <laughs> And I also know where that stems from, or one of the places we, we pick up our belief systems 
in many different uh, times and experiences. But my mother used to love to call me lazy when I was sitting around doing nothing. And I know that it was a childhood trauma of her own and that she was passing that down. But that is also why I'm so diligent on working on the mastery of letting those old traumas and beliefs and patterns and and DNA to really be released in this generation. I, my whole why is so that my grandkids don't, or they don't live the life that I lived, but they don't have, they have a choice that they don't have to work for 50 some years to recognize that they had these limiting beliefs that they can see them and shift and let them go and release them or even recognize them as their own. So I know I rambled on a little bit there, but what I really wanted to say is that your question instantly took me to that place where my soul wanted to be and I loved it. I love that, Debbie. I think that, and actually the question from Laurie I love that question, Laurie, and it took me somewhere too. And I feel like spending time in a space of love for myself, not necessarily being alone, but understanding that when you're with others, you're with yourself too. And uh, spending time just being in the love vibration by myself or with someone, but with a, with a great love for me. So I love that you took us there. What came up just in the same exercise that just instantly after that I went to what do I want less of and then it was very clear that this is not where you're meant to go really just focus on what you want more of and not start going into what you want less of because we get more of what we focus on whether we focus on it because we don't want it or we focus on it because we want it so I can clarify that a bit more because what came up was something in relation to my phone maybe use less time on the phone but then it was just very a clear no, like don't go into that what you want to, you're really appreciating your phone, right? And you're really enjoying what your phone gives to you. So what do you want more of if it's not like spending time with your phone? So focus on that instead. That was the clear guidance I received meanwhile. And I also just want to put in, so I know we have all three of us very different lives. And I know everyone on this call probably have very, very unique lives. And for me, what really helped me to keep my balance is to follow the flow and follow the energy when I um, when I schedule things. I feel into it and then I follow my intuition around it. And that actually means that I very rarely have to cancel anything because my, my guides and my intuition have scheduled my day. So I happen to be off those days. I really need a day off. So the, the past three days after the lunar eclipse, I've been <laughs> praying. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty unstable, <laughs> I would say. Oh, my energy has been very low. I've been been a bit sick. So, but but as it always is on those days, because I follow the energy, there is absolutely nothing in my schedule when there needs to be nothing in my schedule. So, um, that's really that's a really interesting thing about leaning in. I don't think I would have guessed that before when I when I were scheduling scheduling and and arranging my, my everyday life with using a, a schedule and like trying to think when would a good time for this and really plan things. I don't think I would have thought of that it actually would be easier to do it the other way that it could actually work. So, but I just wanted to share that with you and now back to Laurie and thanks for the amazing question. 
Oh, that's awesome. I loved what both of you shared already in this. And so to dive even deeper into how we can create and maintain our balance, the first thing that I really want to talk about in this is balancing our work and our play. And so it's really awesome when we can strike that balance where we have both work and play within our schedules. And so it's really important that we make time for the things that we love. And a great way to do this is to actually schedule time for fun and play and self-care, just like we would any other appointment or vacation that we would take, that we would put it on the calendar and it's blocked off. And so it's going to happen because it's been scheduled. And so it's really something that we can consciously choose that way, just like what Matilda said, to really let the guidance guide you into what you're going to schedule and when. And that is a beautiful way to go about it and to really make time for the things that are important that we love and to actually schedule that time in so that it really is on the calendar because sometimes we think oh well i'll get to that later but later doesn't happen because other things continuously come in to take up that time and so it really is helpful to be conscious and aware of it that you can schedule in that time intentionally and that works really really well and another great way to do this is through journaling. So I like questions, obviously, and I have many great ones today for us to play with. But one way to really get to know who you are, and what's important to you, what you love, what's in, what matters the most to you is through that journaling, because you're able to reflect it onto the paper and then get a better view and see the patterns within your own self of what's important and what matters. And so some really great questions you can reflect on are what what is it that really makes you happy? So that's a really great one to spend some time pondering. What is it that really makes me happy? And what are you really passionate about? So what is it that I'm really, really passionate about? And then what is most important to you in your life? And again, what is most important to me in my life? And to really take time and sit down and answer these questions because that's really going to point you right at what is it that you love? What is it that brings you joy? And those are the things to make time for and to put on the calendar as scheduled activities because that really is what you're going to use as your play. That's what's going to bring you joy and put you into that light, easy vibration. It really is a great way to reflect. And again, I want to say it's something that you can do multiple times throughout your life. It's not something that, that you have to just do once. Because again, we're all growing, we're expanding, we're changing constantly through our experiences here. And so this exercise and activity of journaling and reflecting upon myself and what is it that I love is something that I do all of the time. And I do it really, really often because I have found that things have shifted and changed throughout time. And so I'd love to pass it over to you, Matilda, and then to you, Debbie, to add or share anything that you'd like to, especially about how you balance your work and your play in your life. I love that question, Laurie. That's such a good that's such a good one. And what came up instantly was it's actually very much my emotions about what I do. I really feel that I'm focusing on balancing. So I remember in the beginning it was really difficult to allow myself to play and enjoy. And even if I did, I could shift my focus into wanting something to come from it or getting very serious about it, very serious about my life and my whole journey and my whole coaching practice, my whole healing practice. But it was so clear that 
everything comes through this now moment. So everything I align with out in the future, I align with it through this moment. So my guidance again and again was going back to this moment and create the emotions you want to feel in this moment. So what is it that you want to experience out in the future? Do you want to have this very easy, very easy life, a very joyful life? Then feel that in this moment that everything is easy and joyful. And I know it's not always easy. <laughs> it requires a lot of practice. And I did practice a lot, a lot too in the beginning, like all the time coming back to this and sometimes just relaxing and letting the emotions flow through. So for me, the balancing of, of work and play, um, it, I must, it feels very natural, but I also don't have a little one like Laurie. I'm sure I'm, <laughs> when I get to experience that, it's going to really put me into uh, another level of uh, balancing because I can really focus my my attention on my work whenever I want to. So for me, it's very much about focus, focusing the balance into the experience and say, okay, what do I want to experience in this gain in this experience? And, and that is always the joy, actually. And it's always the love and the connection and the prosperity there is in such a deep and spiritual connection with another person, whether it's in my private life, just for fun, where there's often also a lot of spirituality involved and consciousness involved or if it's on a work basis. So I hope that makes sense. Laurie, did you want me to send it back to you or to Debbie? Let's go over to Debbie. I'd love to hear what you have to add. And I loved what you added, Matilda. That is beautiful. So I loved, Matilda, what you shared there. And you know that I love using the emotions as the guiding light as well. So I really felt that and I felt it true for myself as well. But one of the other things that I really pay attention to is how aware I am because there is times that I am in judgment of what should be versus just allowing it to be and see the gift in it, right? There's often times that the universe is helping us out, uh, and I say often, but always, <laughs> helping us out to recognize something. Something's bubbling to the surface for a reason. It's, it's for us to be aware of it aware of it that it's working beautifully in our life, aware that maybe we would love it to change and be different, or aware that we have an old story around something. We've actually attached a meaning to some experience and we've judged it as good or bad, right or wrong, uh, black or white. And there's always a higher perspective. And so when I am out of balance, when I have tipped too far one direction or the other, either too much work or too much play, if there's such a thing, but I'm, I'm not aligned in my goals and my values, then it's always a time for me to just be in this now moment, as you say, sit and reflect. These kind of questions are just amazing and perfect for me because they instantly give me the answers and the awareness that, ooh, I was choosing something differently. So again, it's like we are, we can step into our power at any time and we can also choose to let somebody else choose our life and the meaning that's attached to it. So I'm gonna send it back to you, Lori, so we can continue this. I'm loving the conversation. Awesome, Debbie. That is perfect. And it leads me right into my next little segment here, which I wanted to add a little tool or trick that I use, which is 
to along with the scheduling of time it's to make lists of intentions and so i have really found in my own life that when i make a physical list on paper of what i would love to do or accomplish for the day or for the week or for the month or even for the year i have lots of lists <laughs> that i make um it really does help me though to stay present and i love that both you Matilda and Debbie have already touched on the importance of being present to stay in balance. But I have found that really making these physical lists on paper lets it be on the paper and off of my mind. And that really does allow me to be more present in the moment because I'm not worried that I'm going to forget something important or that I'm going to drop a ball and screw everything up because it's on the list. And so I don't have to stay focused or try to remember all the time because I know that it's on the list and I can check the list. And so that's a really, really important point that creating healthy, balanced experiences in our life really does require us to be present with what we're doing, whether it's with our family or our friends or in our hobbies or with our work. I know that I personally do not feel balanced or on top of things when my mind is all over the place, when it's running and worrying about what's coming next or what else I need to do. And so that's one of my best tips and tricks is to write it out on paper. And it can be intentions of how you want to feel or things that you want to accomplish, but just to get it out of your mind and onto paper where you know that it is safe and you can come back to it when you're ready to and not something that needs to keep popping in your mind randomly to remind you and so i just really want to emphasize that that i really do feel the best and most balanced when i'm fully present and just focused on what's happening right now and a lot of people call that mindfulness and so that's a great thing that you can explore if that's resonating and you want to learn more about those types of practices as well and so I'll pass it over to you, Debbie, and to you, Matilda, to add anything here that you want to share about scheduling time or making lists or um, setting intentions and any other ways that you'd like to share of how you stay fully present, because that it seems like that's actually a really important theme that we've come up with since we've all touched on the importance of that, of being fully present in the now moment. Absolutely. So yeah, for one thing, we are worrying in the future or uh, frustrated and f blame shame game in the past. So of course, the present moment is going to feel where we have that control and that choice. But what I loved when you said intentions, and I'm going to put a twist on it from my own experience, is that I now set intentions by being in the present moment. So what I do is I get up, I do my gratitude journaling, um, I write down my power words, they're all gratitude words, and I get myself into that higher consciousness, higher state, and then I set the intention from that place. So what does my week look like? What is the most important thing for me? And I schedule those must-do moments. This is kind of a Tony Robbins thing, only he comes quite from a masculine point of view, and I've kind of flipped it into more of the feminine. So, I mean, he's always about massive action, and I'm like, no, scheduling in those things that truly matter, but will really move the needle. And so things like scheduling in that play date with my granddaughter, I mean, it might not happen at that moment, but I've scheduled it in. 
and I know that I'm, it's going to make me feel a certain way. And then from that, I'm going to have the momentum to do something else after that she leaves because I'm going to be in that certain state. But I also look for things that could get in the way. And so you're kind of prepared. I no longer do the lists. And the reason why is because I found like I was becoming that list queen. I had lists everywhere. I had lists for my lists. And it was it had gotten to be another form of distraction for me. Um, I couldn't keep up. I could I didn't have a system where I could check all the lists because I might they might be on my phone or they might be scribbled in paper. It might be about the farm, it might be about my business, it might be about my personal. So now I do, I actually bring it back into my mind. And for me, that's what my mind wanted. My mind wanted to be able to, I, I hear what you're saying about it felt scrambled. My mind wanted to take it and put it into its own categories, but it had to, it, I had to learn this system of doing it. And it's called, for me, it's setting myself up for success. And I do it on Sunday nights when I feel just like the best and ready for the week because I love Monday mornings, but they can get hectic. So I'm in that state and I really just sit and think about what are the things that are must do's this week and that will truly move the needle. So instead of all the little tasks, which yes, I have tasks on my phone, but the focus points are on the big needle movers. I hope that makes sense. But setting the intention is everything. It's, it's like, if my intention is just to drive and see the beauty of the scenery, which I often do, uh, grab my camera and go for a drive, then I don't have an intention other than enjoying the beauty of the day. But if I actually wanted to get to my neighbor's house to have a coffee, I have to set my intention or I'm never going to get there. I'm just going to drive around and see the beauty. So setting the intention is the first start for everything. That's so exciting to hear how both of you uh, are setting these intentions and really making sure you're having a balanced week because I'm realizing we have very different ways of doing it. So it actually makes it even more exciting and expansive. So for me, it's what's this flow I was talking about in the beginning. I'm really just following the intuition. Often I don't have a schedule for my week at all. I have a feeling around when certain things will happen and then they, it, they often happen. Like I can, I can be surprised by the things popping in. I'm very much following my guidance and the guides hints about when to do what and when, when the energy is in there. And there is actually always energy to always also do the self-care and the self-nurture. So that is really, that is really wonderful and amazing. And I will say for me, the thing I want to share, which was a big shift for me was when I stopped scheduling things just because I had time to do it. <laughs> so in the beginning, I thought like, I was so used to there's certain people you, you're seeing, so you need to continue to see them because they're your friends. And so when is a free date in the calendar? And then you schedule it for that day. And I actually stopped doing that because it was like, why are you doing that? Just because there's a free day, come back and feel, do you, do you want to see them? Not because there's anything wrong with them or with you or the relationship is not good but is the energy going into it is the energy there is it fun and joyful or is it just like meeting up with old friends because it's a habit or is setting this meeting up with someone because you know you should meet once a week um you can also feel into when does it feel good to, to meet again when would the energy when would the right time for us be to meet again and maybe it's not every week 
Maybe it's just once in a while when the energy is there. And I know it can sound confusing if you're not used to working that way. It can be like, oh, how will that ever work <laughs> with our full schedule and will we get to meet each other? But it actually works very fine, I can say. It turns out that the, the when the energy is there, it's going to happen in one way or another. And that's also what I realized with those things I tried to make happen. When the energy stopped being there and then I stopped listening in so much and following so much, these things would just fall apart. They would just not happen. So <laughs> if, I, if I tried to schedule something that was out of alignment with my vibration, there would be something coming up or I would not make it or the other one would not make it or it would get canceled, something like that. So it was really also a relief for myself. So I would say that really keeps my day balanced to not do something I, I don't want to do or that doesn't feel joyful and or very energizing for me. And it might sound like a luxury, but actually it also ties in with making the things that might not always be joyful, making them joyful. So you can really feel the difference in it's not because that you don't want to do the things you would normally feel like a heavy task. But when you change the energy in that, you can feel like, oh, but it's actually still in alignment. But there are something that's out of alignment, if that makes sense. Laurie, back to you. Yes, that totally makes sense, Matilda. And I love what both you and Debbie shared with that. That is really, really awesome. So I want to go into my next subject that I want to talk about balance within, and that is how we can balance our wants and our needs. And so this is a big area that I like to play with. Um, I think I've played with this one since I was a child <laughs> about, is this a want or is this a need? And when I talk about needs, these days, I really put it in the framework of my physical, basic physical needs. So that would be things like food, water, sleep, shelter, clothing, transportation, etc. The things that I really need in my life as a basic foundation for me to do what I do to go where I go. And um, that really is a way that we can create and maintain our balance in our experiences. Even when we're really, really busy and overwhelmed, <laughs> we can still make sure that we are meeting those basic physical needs. A lot of times, this is one that I'll come back to over and over and over again as a reset. So when things feel like they're getting really crazy or out of balance for me, this is where I, like, I will dump off the plate and then come back and put back on the basic physical needs as my starting place to rebalance. And so I really wanted to touch on this in this conversation because it is, it's like my foundation or my groundwork that I come back to when I need to rebalance. So I really start with making sure that my physical needs are being met, that I'm taking care of my physical body and that I'm making time for those things. Even when things are crazy or hectic, I may not be able to get to all my wants, but I can make sure that I am creating that balance and maintaining that balance by meeting those physical basic needs. And so then the conversation gets really fun when we go into the wants. And this is something that really can be anything that you want and love in your life beyond your physical basic needs. And so again, when things get crazy or hectic for me, a lot of times I will just dump off my plate start with a fresh clean plate, clean slate, and put back in the physical care of my human body. And then I will sit down and kind of make, again, with those questions, make a list of 
all of my wants, all the things that I love and want to include in my schedule, what's important to me, what matters to me. And then I'll ask myself, which of these wants is most important to me? And I put those ones in first, knowing that in this season of my life, I maybe won't get to all of them, but it, this practice of asking which one is most important helps me to prioritize where to spend my time and energy when things are chaotic or hectic or more busy than normal. And it's like what Debbie said about moving the needle. When you really have that clear, bigger picture of what's important and what matters to you, you really can get the biggest impact for your happiness and joy. And so maybe you're not doing the whole list. Maybe you're not hitting all of those areas, but because you've zoomed out and looked at, okay, what is most important? What matters the most to me right now? You're able to put those things in. And so you actually have the experience of that balance, of that joy and of that balance between the wants and needs so that you're getting your physical needs met, but then you're also getting some of those wants, especially the ones that are most important to you met as well, even when you feel that you are, again, busy or have a limited amount of time. And so again, I want to mention here again that that time is really an ebb and flow and that there is change within the seasons of all of our lives. And that's both normal and okay, but that's a great practice that I like to use with balancing my wants and needs when things are hectic or they're busy. That way I can feel like I still have that balance, even if I'm not quite getting to everything that I'd love to be getting to. So I'm gonna pass it over to you, Matilda, and then to you, Debbie, to add or share anything that you'd like to about how you balance between your wants and your needs. I love that question, Laurie. Yeah, that's such a good one. So the fr first of all, we have touched upon this in other conversation, the part about honesty, being honest with myself. So uh, I don't necessarily write it on paper, but I sit and I can use days sometimes <laughs> if there's something I'm really hiding for myself and I'm not, talking about uh, purposely hiding, doing it on purpose, but we can really have some parts of ourselves that we've been hiding so much or some vulnerability that's in us that's, that we're like not comfortable seeing and really coming into seeing that part and understanding what is really the underlying cause for the stress I'm feeling or the the imbalances that I'm feeling. And as soon as I understand it, it's like it releases itself immediately. It's like, ah, okay, I get it. It's about that. And that's often a very, uh, from the inner child, a need from there that's been hiding or feeling that being afraid that be of abandonment and things like that. So it's very easy to love that one that feels that. And it can be very frustrating to not understand what is going on and why it keeps being so stressful. But what I do besides that is that I channel. Uh, if I feel that I'm lingering around something, I often get a hint from my guides and also from my higher self, like, okay, just write this, just write a sentence. And then I just open up and just write the sentence. And then it's, it often makes perfect sense. And I can also channel a lot more. I often do the channeling actually that I share with other ones. And I can share that with you now. <laughs> I've given hints about that on my Instagram that I receive a lot when I do those channelings for others. I receive a lot when I do those channeling with the goddesses. It really helps me balance because I run those energy through my own body. And when I do that, it awakens that vibration in me and it makes it more stable and really helps me balance. So 
<laughs> I want to share that. I've said it many times. <laughs> I really, I really want to make sure that that people understand that it's not always for other people that we do these things. It's just as much for ourselves that it really helps us to balance. So, and if you want to learn more about that, I have a channeling workshop later this month. So. You can just message me if you want more information about that. And, and it's also on my Instagram. But last, I want to say, and it's also in relation to the channeling, I do sometimes play guitar. I'm not to go over take the guitar. And I have just recently started to play and just know some chords. But there it's like I'm so distracted because I'm trying to play this <laughs> these chords. So the song that I sing meanwhile uh, there I can really get some uh, wisdom through because I'm distracted with trying to play the guitar meanwhile. So so there I can sometimes be surprised about the, the messages I get. So that's about the honesty, which I feel personally is really important for me in order to keep balance throughout the week and keeping those high vibrations. Then I can really understand and see what I'm navigating through and understand when I'm about to plan and schedule something because I think I have to and when it's completely in alignment. And then I can just leave the the things I've, I've tried to schedule out of uh, things I thought I had to do, then <laughs> I can just let that go and see, okay, you don't have to do that if you can just really stay in alignment with what feels true to you. So that's what I want to share. And over to Debbie. Oh, Matilda, you uh you take me deeper into remembering every time that you speak. And these conversations are so great. I love that you said that it's also for us. You helped me remember a time when I was doing my essential oils training and how I unlock the limbic system from that fight or flight and help people really, you know, find their answers. And we'll call it an emotional release, but I was doing it so often that <laughs> oh my goodness i just felt like i was in like the perfect flow state all the time but i also was younger like things change physically as well and so i realized that even though i wasn't doing these emotional releases on myself i was doing them for others that that energy flowing through me was obviously taking off a lot of guck yuck heavy dense energy because I was looking younger, people were like, Oh, my goodness, you've lost weight. What are you What are you doing? You just look so amazing. And it took a long time for me to recognize what was actually going on there. But energy work is amazing. It's always for you first. And it's through you and out into the world, which is that ripple effect that I love to talk about and help people understand. <laughs> I often just give that that point of view of We've all walked into a room that felt really cold and really yucky or really there was a lot of anger or or animosity <laughs> and you felt it instantly. And none of us question that. None of us question that. We know it. We felt it. We understand it. Ooh, there's some there's some tension in the air here. But how many of us recognize when there's love in the air? When when you walk into a room or you hang out in a clubhouse room with people that just exude love? How many of you recognize that that's something that is so powerful in shifting our awareness, our beliefs, our old stories, nurturing, loving, and everything, that ripple effect. I just, I love to think of it as, as the world united and we're just lighting each other's candle. 
and it would just lean over and light the person next to you and then person next to you. And, oh my goodness, I have this dream of only 10 people, 10 people being really aware of this and doing it every single moment of shining their light. And then they reach 10 people and they reach 10 people. And just understanding the power we have, that it is all of these duties that we think we need to do, that's, that's us, that's our expectations, that's our human brain saying, if I do this, I will get money. If I do this, I will get appreciation. If I do this, this will happen. What if the only thing you had to do is just shine your light? <sighs> Thanks, Matilda, for reminding me of that. That is really, really powerful, Debbie. I'm really glad that you shared that because it is a very, very powerful visual of the impact that we can have first through ourselves and then through the impact that we have on others. And yeah, that's a ripple effect that really does continue on far beyond what we even have awareness of. So that is really, really powerful. So another place that in terms of balance that I love to consider is how I can create balance with my being and doing. And so what I mean by that is that with our society, we're often trained into the doing, like you said, Debbie, where there's more value placed on what we can do and what it will get us back and being productive. And we're really taught to first do our work and then we can play or first eat your dinner, then you can have dessert. And so it really is a cultural training that we're conditioned into about doing, having more value than just relaxing and simply being. But it is a great place that we can really consider balance when we're trying to create and maintain balance within our lives. And so it really is something that's important to consider. I find in my own life that when I feel out of balance, I am not giving myself enough downtime or space to just be. And in those times when I can notice that I'm feeling out of balance, that's often the place where the red arrow is pointing right at like, oh, I'm not making enough time to just relax. And that time of just being and relaxing is really quite beneficial. That's like what Matilda was sharing, where a lot of those insights and downloads come in. It's a lot of where those inspirations and brilliant ideas come from. And so a really fun way to do this is to just set aside five minutes a day to take a break. And it, of course, can be longer. You can do this more than just one time a day. But during that break time, you really can take a little mini vacation. You can let yourself daydream. It can be about a place like paradise, or it can be about a person that you love or an idea that would be really fun to explore more and just let your mind go free on that mental vacation. <laughs> and you can even think about nothing at all and just be, and that is what people would call meditation. <laughs> so, but to really have that time where you are taking time for a break, even if it is just five minutes, and I've heard it said that if you can't find five minutes to take a break, then you really need to. You really need that break because if you feel like you don't have five minutes to spend with yourself, then things are out of balance. And so that's a really great indicator as well that that five minute break could be tremendously important and valuable in your experience. And so I want to say another really great way along the break idea that we can create and maintain that balance in our lives with the being and doing 
is to kind of create morning or midday or evening rituals or all of the above. And it can really be anything that gives you a sense or feeling of peace or comfort or that supports your mental, physical, emotional health and your happiness. And it really is a great way that we can create those little pockets of me time in our day. And that really does work well when it becomes a ritual because then it happens on a regular daily basis. And so that's really wonderful. And so Shani, I see that you have your hand raised. So I'm going to go ahead and let you speak here and see what you'd like to add. Hi there. I am outside. So you might hear a a couple of things going on around me, but I, I had a question and I feel like I know some of the answer, but would love to just hear you all's input on, you know, when we're moving towards success or we're working towards our goals, you know, do we work for it or do we receive it? Because I've experienced both of working for it. I've also experienced receiving the goal and it might just be a both answer, but I'm just really interested because of the struggle that I'm in and not weary of it, but just experiencing this like, Shani, you don't have to stay up till late into the night to get this done. But it's like this compulsion is in me. And I think that it's from excitement and also maybe worry mixed in, um, not really strengthening those practices that I need for that balance that, that I that I enjoy, but we just moved. And so I feel like my energy is just like, get it done now, get the room set up, get your, you know, content created. Like there's this like marching orders thing going inside of me. And I'm like, ah, I know it's not the healthiest. Um, And just, you know, being in a vulnerable state to say, hey, are we working for our success or are we receiving it? I would love your thoughts. Um, just want to enjoy what you have to say. Oh, that's a beautiful question. I'm so glad that you asked it. And so I'm going to go ahead and answer and then I'm going to let um, Debbie and Matilda answer as well. This is a great place to go with this conversation. So I'm really glad you added this to the mix. So for me, I feel like it, it is both. <laughs> so, and that was what your intuitive guidance was telling you as well, is that it's a both, not a this or a that, but a both, and really that balance of both. And so there is that acting, that inspired action of, oh, you get the idea, okay, go do this, go do this. But it's not going to feel like marching orders. <laughs> and so sometimes when it's with those marching orders of you have to, or you should, or, you know, that's coming from a place of, um, I want to say, I want to say it almost goes back to childhood of our parents telling us like, you have to eat the dinner and then you can play. And so it really is about finding that balance between eating the dinner and then still having room for dessert so that you get both, you get to have both experiences. And so I would say it's about really going into that self-care and that nurturing of yourself and making sure that you're in balance. And then also trusting that when you come from that place of having your own cup full, any actions that you're going to take are going to move that needle so much further, like what Debbie was saying. That way you really are able to take that inspired action. And then it is more like receiving 
the success because I want to say like with the work or the action that we do, it does contribute to the success, but it's, it really is an opening and allowing ourselves then to receive it from that place of balance and having our own cup full. When we give from a full cup, <laughs> then we're able to receive so much more and it's so much more pleasant and enjoyable. So I will pass it over to you, Matilda, and then to you, Debbie, as well, and see what you guys would like to add to this. I love that question, Shani. That's, oh yeah, that's so good. And I love what Laurie just already said. What comes up for me and also when reading your question is that we will move through a lot of, um, or we will move through some emotions when we start to integrate the receiving, the really, really receiving the higher feminine energies and this way of receiving the, the potentials in and you you call it your success, but you're already successful. And that that's what, uh, yeah, that's the, <laughs> the goddess is here with me. So they really want you to know that you're already successful. So what you're experiencing now as a lack of success is just a misalignment you're seeing. So you're judging yourself and, and we all do that. And that is really important. I've also felt this energy over the past day came with a really a lot of brain activity and a lot of like <laughs> march, marching orders, as you say. But for me, I just... I really said just listen and I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I turn this off? <laughs> because it's, it's really not worth listening to, because as Laurie said, it's going to come in a very gentle and very peaceful way. And it's going to feel joyful because you're already successful. There's nothing more you have to work for. So that's also what I love. Laurie mentioned about being clear about what you want to receive or be so for me it became clear that what i'm here to receive as a human in this experience a really heartfelt connection and being close with other people and it's not fun if you take it very serious or if you see that it only has a value when you have a certain amount of people following you or reading your papers or whatever it is it's not fun if you put those criteria up and you're not here to not have fun you need to have fun right and you can have fun so I see it as a declutter when these things are coming up. And, and as you both mentioned already, it's a con we are conditioned. We're really conditioned to believe that we're not worthy of uh, allowing a moment of sitting and relaxing and having love for ourselves. So we think we just have to, to effort our way through this experience. And, and it's really not true. It's just unexplored territories right now for us in the Western world, I believe that we are about to really, really embody and understand that what flows into our experience in the outer planes that comes in in material form is what we allow in our inner world. And one of the goddesses said recently, but if you don't believe you're worthy of having this time for yourself and this time of, of love, then it's then it becomes very difficult to really receive all the things you lined up for you in the outer world. So it's just about taking that time for yourself and really, really enjoy it and feel you're worthy of it. But the path there can really trigger us because we have been conditioned, as you all already mentioned, to really have to do something all the time, really effort our way through it. But much more can come through when we allow it from the inside. And Laurie also mentioned that. So over to you, Debbie. Oh, Shani, you always take our conversations deeper. And I love your inquisitive mind and your open mind. You're always ready to receive and filter out what's exactly for you. I already love what Lori and Matilda said. 
what came up for me instantly to tell you or to even remember for myself is that energy is actually a give and take equally. It is one. There is no such thing other than when we do it, we restrict that energy flow where it's like, oh, I have to do this and then I get that. Do you feel that give and take? That's different than what if it was all in one and as you gave, you get back and as you uh, created, something was produced. It, it, it changes the way and I don't know if this is making sense, but when it does, it will sink in. This was one of the most powerful things that I learned is that when we put a condition onto that, if I do this, I'll get that, that is a judgment. And when we just expect that flow to happen, it keeps us in that flow state that's constantly filling our cup at the same time as we're doing. It's, it's an alignment that happens. If you go back, and I highly suggest that there was so much information here today that we all go back and listen to this again. But if you go back and you listen to all of the conversation about the balance, it's leading us to this energy, this energy that's a give and take flow that's constantly filling our cup. And that's what we're striving for. And it's so possible. We just kind of have to turn on the tap, right? Instead of like always doing, I just have to stay up later and get this done. And then that will mean blah, blah, blah. What about if we just energetically turned on the tap and let magic happen? Back to you, Lori. Oh, that is so perfect. Thank you again for your question, Shani. That was perfect. And I do see that we're at the end of our time. So I'm gonna go ahead and close this up for us today. And I will pass it back around to you, Matilda and Debbie to say goodbye as well. But I do want to just go ahead and highlight and mention again that we have created a private Facebook group where you can join and it is private. So you can share and post openly with a community of like-minded souls. We really wanted to create that and offer that because through these conversations, we really recognized and realized just how important like-minded community and soul family is on this journey so that you don't feel alone and so that you do feel really, really seen and heard and supported. And so this is a really wonderful place that you can join if you feel resonance and feel called to do so. All three of us are in there and we would love to connect with you all further. So we really do invite you to join if that feels good to you. And next week we will be back again, same time, same place. And we are going to talk about another really wonderful way that we can create and maintain our balance. And that is by saying no. That is about setting those boundaries and using that as a way that we can create and maintain our balance in our lives. And that's really a deep topic. So I'm really looking forward to diving into that because I know as empaths and way showers and light workers, sometimes we do struggle with saying no and setting those boundaries. And so that's also an important part of balance. So I'm looking forward to jumping into that conversation next week and going really deep into how we can do that. And so I want to thank you all for joining and listening into this conversation. As Debbie said, listen to it again, because there is so much in this. I always get more out of it each time that I listen. So I will pass it over to you, Debbie, and then you too, Matilda, so that we can say our goodbyes and our thank yous for being here today. So go ahead, Debbie. 
Thank you, Lori, and thank you for facilitating this beautiful conversation. Um, I just wanted to point out that, you know, we didn't create the goddess community for one more place. What was happening is that we were feel, still directing everybody to our own communities, and we felt the need that this is a gathering. So if that feels right to be gathered, then please join us. If you want to connect with each one of us separately because you resonate with one more, inside that community are all of our contact information and we're happy to have separate conversations with you as well. So again, the Empowering You community was the host of this um, show and it, our weekly show and I love it. Um, please make sure that you're inviting people in. That is a way that you can support us for and give back to us. That energy flow of give and take that we talked about earlier is by you going to your friends list and inviting them into the Empowering You community. We'd be so grateful. We feel like we're giving great value here. Even us, as we listen to it, we're like, dang, that was good stuff. So we are hoping that you are loving it as much as we are and that we are serving you. As we said before, we're always open for topics and conversations. So please reach out if you have something you'd love for us to focus on. Over to you, Matilda. Thank you, Debbie, and thank you, Laurie, and thank you, Shanee, for asking your questions and really widening this. And thank you, Frank, for being with here, us here for the whole conversation. It's been really, really joyful. And uh, I just want to mention a few things. So um, about the goddess gathering, it's uh, the community. So you already talked about it, Debbie and Laurie. It's so exciting that we have this now. And I just want to say one thing that it's not just for goddesses, it's also for gods. So the reason why it's called the goddess gathering community is because uh, Debbie, Laurie and I, we are feminine, divine feminines. So that's why it's called the goddess gathering. So anyone with any gender <laughs> are welcome into the community. So I'm really excited about this, um, this room, and I'm looking forward to our conversation next week. Back to you, Laurie. Ah, wonderful. So I just want to echo everything that Debbie and Matilda said about the community that we have created. We would love to have you join us if it feels right to you. And I wanna thank you all for being here and for listening to this conversation. I hope that we have helped and supported you in some way through this conversation and through our other conversations that we've had. And I really hope that you'll join us again next Wednesday when we go deeper into boundaries. So thank you all. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, leave us a review, and consider sharing our podcast with a friend. This will help other members of our soul family to find our podcast too. We want to thank all of those who helped to support our podcast with a small monthly donation through Anchor. We'd love to have you join us and continue on with our conversations in our private Goddess Gathering Facebook group community. And we, of course, want to thank you for listening to our podcast, and we hope you will join us again next time.